Hey everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, I'm Eric Connor. Welcome to The Reform Way. I am here with my co-host, Mr. Peter Pohl. Hello, Eric. How are you this morning? Or this I'm afternoon? Great. Afternoon, evening. Nobody knows, right? Well, we're not on our game. We know this daylight savings time stuff has just kind of wrecked us all. You better believe it. Um, and our coach of the year, as well as Peter, what are all his titles? Well, he's Golden Globe winner. Golden Globe winner. I just saw him on the Grammys last night. He was mm-hmm. dancing with, I think you're in the background when you're dancing with Usher. And I just couldn't believe how well My you sing with the Jonas answer. Brothers, too. Yeah. You've got it all. <laughs> Man of many skills. Yes. Uh, Mr. Corey Smith. Welcome, Corey. Uh, so we're, uh, we're on number nine out of ten of the ten things I've learned in ten years of CrossFit. So we're almost done with this nice long list. Uh, with this one is actually people don't sign up for community. So community is a huge, huge, huge word utilized in a CrossFit gym, right? So if, if we were to poll... Let's just say 10 people that have been doing CrossFit for a little while, right? Um, and I, would, I could arguably tell you that 8 out of 10 of them, give or take, would say that their favorite thing about CrossFit is the community, right? Not necessarily everyone because there's a few different things that make it interesting to people. But the interesting thing about that, though, that I've noticed is that, like I said, people don't sign up for community. People don't come to us because of community. But it's such a pivotal thing, um, keeping people around, keeping people interested, keeping people engaged. Uh, the boy, the get to gentlemen, Peter and Corey have not really got anything deeper uh, on those topics except for that top point. So we'll kind of discuss thoughts, Pete, Corey. Well, yeah. I think that, you know, community and like Corey and I were talking about before, the new word is tribe. And the old word was takes a village. I mean, so we can go down that path. Yeah. Um, you also see that with spiritual quest, uh, people that join, like let's say the Saddleback Church, which is a mega church down in Orange County, Rick Warren's church. People go for this, maybe for the spiritual thirst, mm-hmm. but they stay for the small group in the community. Yeah. And it doesn't seem, especially when you get bigger, the community and the stickiness of the community is really important. However, that being said, the messaging at the church, like the fitness and the workouts of this gym, mm-hmm. this box, keep you there. So even if you have a strong tribe, if you don't have the stickiness of the wad being, or in that church, a spiritual message being somewhat consistent with where you want to go, right. you start to lose that traction with the community. Yeah. They'll, they'll leave. Yeah. And so it's, it's a testament. We've talked about the lifetime value of, of a gym Lions, member right. as, as opposed to probably a lifetime value of a Saddleback member. Yeah. Um, they still have a, I know that sounds financial, but everybody's got a correlation there. It's interesting because the longer you stay, it's a, it's a testament to the combination of the community and the message at the church, or in this case, the message of, or the wad you give. It's yeah. both. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, the community, like how you're saying, like people don't sign up for the community, but it's definitely like one of the top things that they say whenever you ask them like, hey, why do you like CrossFit? Is it's, they probably don't get anywhere else either. You know, they, they go to work and they have a small group of people they probably work with. They have their family, maybe church and stuff, but they don't really have a place that is kind of a big tribe that they get to hang out with. So it's probably new to them or it's, you know, they haven't had it in a while or they haven't had it in like a successful place. So it definitely probably just draws them in because it's, you know, inviting. I'm thinking, you know, just, as you say that, Corey, I'm also thinking, you know what it does too? It, it stimulates frequency. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you have a community, you still may go to the gym if you don't have. Let's say you go to a traditional 
gym or whatever else. If you don't have a, the community aspect, you'll go grind it out. Yeah. But with the community or the tribe, you have a tendency to go, okay, I'm going to go see XYZ there today. And mm-hmm. once you're there, you're fine. But that, it's that, it's the community that kind of helps you have, build your frequency up. Yeah. So it's, it's an accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and even back to your point before talking about, um, you know, people aligning with the message, if that's what you're talking about, whether it's a church or a gym or whatever it is, um, or not aligning, like community aligning with the message of the business or mm-hmm. whatever the place is, that's the institution, right? Or they also kind of play in each other in the reverse manner as well. Like, um, they both influence each other, essentially. Like, the community can help us influence uh, things that we want to do, different events, or kind of ways and focuses of what's going on. And we try to listen to that as much as we can. Um, obviously, there's, at the end of the day, you can't, um, you got to know who's steering what ship, right? And who's kind of keeping the right message and the right focus and the North Star focus of what's going on. But, but they both help each other, really, in an aspect. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. But so, at a box like this, versus some other type of CrossFit organizations, CrossFit boxes, it seems to me that you do have a tendency to, in a good way, lean to create a program like Corey that fits the overall tenor of the community. You can't make this a Gold's Gym workout place. Because for the majority of who, the demographic of who you have in this tribe, it would either crush them or or they would find that would, it won't take them where they want to go. Like, let's say, I think an example of what you're kind of saying is, let's say we, hypothetically, we change the focus to, hey, we're just a bodybuilding-centric mirror-staring-at gym. Well, that's right? what I am. Uh, yes. <laughs> as much as we can uh, facilitate a few of those people here and there, you know, it's like that would, that would kind of be a very grave different message than we've kind of been working with and that we've actually developed clientele and a, and a community and all that kind of for. Obviously, people have all different wants and needs and stuff like that, and we try to align them as much as possible within the realm of what we know is right. Uh, but like you're saying, if it's completely different, it may shift focuses or Yeah, it just, like it just moves a whole different, a whole different way. Right. So. Um, the, uh, so we were talking before about tribes and things like that. Um, those, those groups and kind of like how Corey said, it really aligned. I, I understood this a couple of years ago. Someone had brought up to me or I had read something about how people usually have that one thing that they, that they do with others, like socially, right? right? Whether it's some people, it's, they always go to the bar after work or something like that. The ideal is if you, like a lot of the gyms, the community can be that for people. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying, keeps the accountability, keeps that. Most people have three things, like work, home, and something else. Right. Um, whether like in the, the show Cheers, they're going to, to whatever the bar or whatever that is and hanging <laughs> out. And, um, I know that show very well. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I, go there, I was trying I guess, to reference I can see you're, ref- you're thinking about it. I go, what was that about? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something pe- Peter would understand. <laughs> yeah. um, Sam Malone, Cheers, the, uh, Boston. Yeah, but the, um, that kind of idea was really... It makes complete sense when you hear it. You don't always think about it beforehand, but it makes complete sense as to like, yeah, that's like go to see my people, you know? Well, I think it's part of the, it's an identity too, because you identify as like you're part of CrossFit Reform. Those are your people. Those are the people you align with. Just how if you were on a team, you're like, I am a, a football player or I'm a soccer mm-hmm. player or um, I'm a, an artist and I paint every day. But if you like have that group of people, you're like, these are my people. This is what I do then you start to feel like part of a tribe and you feel like you're in a tribe with other people that have the same values as you, the same hobby. 
You know, it's interesting because I was uh, up skiing this weekend with a group of uh, old uh, friends from high school and a bunch of us all together. And Still alive? You know, that really does hurt. <laughs> but yes, they are. Okay. I will have to say some of them look like they're dead. Okay. But Doug, you'll get better. Okay. Um, but the, 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 what I was thinking is, is that as you get older, you start to develop and evolve into multiple different tribes. Okay. And so you, I have this here for me, which I do quite a bit. And this is supplanted my mountain biking group, okay. which supplanted my tennis group. Oh, right. So there's like almost like accessory ones. Right. Like a main one might be this that feeds obviously well, other interests. Not necessarily feed, Eric. What I'm saying right. is, is that what's transition interesting, you to transition to different yeah, ones. I, I mean, yeah. I was uh, in a tennis group religiously two or three days a week six or seven years. And then I started to really get into mountain biking. I had some of the same, but most of that group went for six or seven years. Yeah. And then I just kind of phased out of that tribe into this one. And I wonder there's a, there's still a transitional period in how long you last in a group. Yeah, you overlap a little bit. Eventually you might not okay. be at that old home next door, but <laughs> that'd be my new tribe. I'll send you, I'll send you to curves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to graduate soon. You're close to the end of your, uh, end of your life here. Yeah, yeah. My shoulders feel like that sometimes. Yeah, you know, don't we all? Um, but yeah, so it's, it was just interesting to me, like, like thinking of that, you know, where, where there is that, that other place for people. Mm -hmm. Ideally, it's that place. The hard thing about that also is... The hardest thing is getting people to that point, right? Because again, like I said, people don't sign up for community. So as much as what we've noticed is, you know, people come in, but I can, if you're a new client, Pete, you have no idea about the stuff. You just know someone does it and they love it and they've been doing really well. Um, if you come in and I'm like, yeah, man, the community is awesome. Like it's the coolest thing where you're like, but I'm worried about me right now. Right. I, I need to figure out me at this moment. And then it's, where it's like, hey, I want to lose 15 pounds. Like, we have a great community. But we like, have great people. Yeah. But I want to lose 15 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but the community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got a beer club. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's understanding like the steps from getting people from that first part to help them evolve into the understanding of the community and involving that. And again, it, it doesn't mean everyone needs to be attending all these events or hanging out after. Some people that aren't as social, they still do really well. Um, but that'll always help, like we said, once we can get them to that point, because then it helps you again, identify differently, like we're saying. There's two groups inside this gym. Both are part of the community. Right. The first part is what I will call the people that have to come in here and then because of family obligations or personality types, stay for five minutes, stretch out, and they're gone. Mm -hmm. They're still just as much, and they, are, they need just as much that guy and that woman working out next to them. Yeah. That same feeling, exact feeling. And you have the second group that does exactly that same part, then still prefers to spend 15 or 20, maybe 30 extra minutes stretching, chatting, maybe mm -hmm. having a beer, but to completely unwind and enjoy yeah. the social aspect of the decompression of CrossFit. Yep. And so those are the two basic groups you see here. You see people that fly out the door because they have to. Right. And, and, but they're still very, when they're here, they're still very engaged. Oh, yeah. And the people that said, I have another 20 minutes, I'm not, no reason to fly out of here. I'm going to stretch, talk, maybe, like you said, have a beer, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that mixed of both communities. And it's fun when the, the people that fly out the door mm -hmm. sometimes get stay. To stay. Yeah. They go, You're really well, excited I, to yeah. get to know them. Yeah, exactly. And or then even, the same uh, time. Our Christmas party, we have people that have never met each other because there's just 5.30 a.m. people and they've never seen anybody else because yeah. they don't go to a different time. They're their own community, and then they meet other people that are just 7 p.m. people who 
only come to 7 p.m. So there's all these little micro groups of people. Yeah, you're right. That have their own communities. It's funny because we the, when you guys do the reformer of the month, which is the the CrossFit person at the gym here that they try to um, introduce to the community and talk tell about Highlight. that person's story. Yeah. And sometimes I'll see you go. Who the heck is that person? Yeah. I go, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, because like the things you're talking about too, which you're you're pretty much right on with the two different. Generally, if we categorize people into two different types of people, post workout or not, you know, or longer or not, um, is you know you're not here much in the mornings except maybe on a weekend. Right? Oh, the love goddess Saturday. drags me in, right? Right. Oh yeah, you're right. Some late mornings, right? Um, a majority of our people in the morning do typically kind of bounce out pretty quick. That makes sense. Um, and the afternoons, it's definitely a social time for them, which is great because especially post-traditional work day, the last thing you want to do is just be in a rush again or stress. Like right. you want to just, like you said, decompress, just kind of sit down and kind of give a little chat or something. Um, but yeah, the interesting thing is just kind of how at those different times people are doing different stuff. They have different focuses. Right. They have they're, different they're, needs. They're, they're their energy level is going 200%. Right. A lot of times a love goddess will sit to me and goes, how come you go to a 45-minute CrossFit class? You're not home for two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> I said, I need time to get the sweat off and decompress. <laughs> I, I st- side note, I still have no idea how people immediately post-workout get right in their car and drive away. I know. Oh, my goodness. Like it, my, I need like... 20 minutes for my body temperature, just my, my mental yeah. state to kind of like probably run a red light. If I, yeah, I would just and I, I'd soak on all over my focused. cloth and my truck. Like Marcy called the love goddess one day. She, after she gave me this traditional, I'm sure a lot of people have heard that same conversation from their significant others. What's taking you so long to get home. And, um, so she calls me. She doesn't work out here in the morning called Reboot, and she's in the car. And I'm at the office. She goes, where are you? She goes, I'm in the car. I go, what are you doing in the car? Why are you, you go, I can't drive yet. <laughs> at least she's honest. She's I go, aware. welcome to my world, Mars. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't even know how I'd get into that. Like, yeah, so luckily I'm here for a while, and I usually try to stretch out after or something. Sometimes, like, I'll even not do a workout right before I need to coach if I know it's really going to zonk me for yeah. a while. Oh yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is have like a, a limited quality to, to our service. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just interesting. Right. No, it is funny though. You talk about the travel. I'll come in after a workout and someone asked me how the workout was. And if it's a really hard one, which kind of catches me by surprise, I go, wow, that was a lot harder than I thought. Right. Though, what do you think? I really can't even articulate and you know, I'll, I'm good for talking. I can't even articulate what the workout was. I sit there and go, uh, 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 right. Uh. It's like after someone has a concussion, yeah. you ask yeah. like who the president is yeah. or something. Like, like, I have no Jimmy idea. Carter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, so like with the, with regards to the community, I'd like to get your guys' takes on it. I think I have some ideas and, and everything too, but what, what do you think makes community, right? Especially in these gyms, like, what do you think are, are reasons why, the CrossFit, you know, how, like, again, people from outside CrossFit, they do hear that the CrossFit community is so unparalleled to these other industries or these other fitness places. Uh, why? Why do you guys think that is? I think you meet people that you would never meet in your normal life. And uh, like on a platform where everyone's like essentially equal in a place of like, if I'm not a lawyer or a doctor or if I'm just say like a or a firefighter, somebody like everybody just comes in to do one thing. And so you end up meeting all these people from different walks of life and you appreciate them for all their different experiences and stuff. And it at least made me appreciate all the different people I've met that like, I mean, now that I know Peter, he's all right, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't <laughs> have met him in the first place. And like, but yeah, you meet people yes. that, you know, kind of enrich your life that you never really thought would be there and kind of ex- ex- 
grows your perspective, I guess. Yeah. I think there's a thread. <clears throat> I think there's a thread that most of the people that walk in the gym, whether they're quiet or, you know, an alpha male or female or A or B type personalities, whatever you want to say, there's a thread that when people walk in here that the first time they walk in, they are a little bit, including myself, are a little bit taken back, kind of intimidated, not intimidated, not quite word, but you're reserved. Because you're watching these bunch of gangbangers throw weights around or running or whatever. There's people understanding the different terminology and all these kind of things, yeah. And so once that, and I think that's a personality trait you get in this gym. Yeah. I think of most boxes, people that come into this door that are, and I, don't, I mean this in a, not in a braggadocious way, but that are mm -hmm. brave enough to walk through the door. Right. Those type of people, once they get in here, are usually, and once they break down that common ground, it's, it's you want to hear everybody's story. Yeah. I think that most people want to. Now, some are more reserved, but once they start to really break down, I think there's a commonality. I probably know between the four and the five o'clock, most everybody's family life, their professions, um, some of their hangups. Well, not all, but you know, yeah. I, and it, because no one cares. And it's kind of, I think you get those like thinkers through the door. Now, right. they might have different personalities, but I think there's like thinkers, so the community bonds quicker. If you have someone who's really a loner, mm -hmm. a really... Like my son, for example, does not like community workouts. He would right. never fit in here well. He's good at it. Right. But Pete is, is a surfer, and that's his He likes the right. ocean by himself catching a wave. Right. So consequently, he won't walk in this door. Yeah. Where I play team sports, which we talked about before. So yeah. coming in here and being part of a team right. is kind of okay with me. Right. And, and you again. see those people come and go, the ones that they, they do sign up and they try it, and then they end up just not really kind of latching on to the yeah, community. It's not their thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's the tough thing too, is it's like, you know, you don't have to be a part of it. It's just as long as they can, some people are very comfy within themselves that they're like, you know, I'm very comfy just doing my thing. I just want to focus on me and I get in, I get out. And so we have some members that still to this day have been with us for years and are really good at that. And that's fine. And that's great. Um, we have members that have been here for years that don't go to any community events yeah. or anything, but right. they're super happy being here. Yeah, exactly. And, right. and because they can only commit so much time, mental right. effort, all these other things to it. Um, we hope that sometimes they can make other things because then, then they see that the greater depth to what's going on. But you know, it's, that's just the thing we've learned. It's just, it's just, it's just Let hard me ask to get guys question. Do you think the volume of workouts that people do, in other words, the amount of times they come leads them to be more, uh, community driven? In other words, the person that comes in five or six days, seven days a week, you know, so there are that enthusiasts who do that mm -hmm. will always be at, like you just mentioned, the Christmas party per se, unless something under extenuating circumstances. Do you find that there's a correlation there? I would say it doesn't correlate just for the fact of like, so February, um, Jeff Noble had 34 attendances. Oh. So he in was a coming. Nine day a lot this year. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't think he's come to any events or anything or like stuck around. Thanks, but, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Jeff. And good Hope job for listening. coming. You're listening to our podcast too, Jeff. Jeff. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> but that doesn't even say anything bad about him, you know? But I mean, it's that's, you know, Max. Is Jeff the a morning guy? Yeah. He comes well, to both. I mean, yeah. he'll be he here. Comes, you'd know him, he comes on Sundays and you'd know Jeff. He okay. comes on Saturdays. He's an earlier guy. Um, but it's a good example, kind of like you're talking about too. And I would agree that uh, I can't argue that there is a correlation is some of our most consistent members are 530 AMers just because life and right. they're up early and whatever it is, a majority of them don't know anything goes on at this gym <laughs> past like 7 a.m. Except on a Saturday. Um, like you guys still have classes past 6.30 a.m.? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, guys, you know we have like this party and these things and this event and these cool, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'll be at the gym at 5.30, I'll see you then. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, uh, so it's, it's but then just you got to think of their lot, like, 
we're just the 530 part of their life. We're like, exactly. we're how we start Does that skew to a, uh, a young family person? Uh, common. Uh, it doesn't it just work. mean young family. Work. Yeah. Um, okay. it, a lot of them, a lot of our evening people, less of them are parents. Unless if they're older parents, kind of like yourself. Right. right? Um, a lot of the, the ones that have younger kids definitely feel the obligation of being at home or do need to be home. And, Makes sense. And they're in bed early yeah. and, and that's the only time they can get it in. God, I wish um, I could go to bed early. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so right after thing. supper at three or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After your, supper. <laughs> your, your Sizzler uh, seniors yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. Sizzler, yeah. here we go again. Yeah, yeah, let's get it back all into goes those. back to Sizzler. Uh, and the, what do I call it? The dino? Dino chicken nuggets. Come on, man. Dino um, nuggets. Anyway. Some, uh, pickup sticks. I'll give oh, you a good other, meal. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, you know? The other um, the other thing that like kind of like you guys kind of all grazed over, the, the big reason I think community uh, or cohesiveness is developed is all of us have played sports, but through that like collective challenge or collective suffering type idea, mm -hmm. right? Um, where, you know, when, whenever things are difficult and you work through them, i.e. like a workout, right? Whether it's, there's, oh my gosh, look at how many burpees are going to be in today. How am I going to get through this? And then we all kind of do the same thing. Right. We all feel a mutual common respect for each other because we've been, we all know how crappy it was. And we all had to get through it. Similar to outside things in life, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's whatever, these different types of things, right? You know, but it's hilarious brings... you say that because you know, I was just thinking about that ski trip again. They go, yeah. what's a typical workout? Like, I don't know. Let's look. The, let's look. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. they go, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, and at the time, you go, no, this isn't a bad one. <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a bad one. This is a one. fun one. Yeah, People yeah. don't ever understand yeah. when I say fun. Yeah. Like, you have a weird word. I'm like, yeah, but it no looks fun. Yeah. Um, it takes a couple of years, I think, for someone to understand what fun work is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, My joke but, is always, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Yeah. Oh, really? no, that's, like, that's a good true. one. No one gets it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, the, uh, but that sports, hell week, like collective kind of suffering, collective challenge, kind of working through together is really what, what we've learned in sport and other areas really breeds, you know, again, a collective tribe, cohesiveness, respect for each other. Yeah. Glassman walked into that. Right. I mean, he oh, it wasn't intentional. Definitely. No, that's what I mean. It's just a total by accident. Did it work? But right. if you think about it, his first one of his first big successes was with the military. Mm -hmm. And you talk about tribalism. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden he gets guys like Jimmy Letsford in, in the loop. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy was um, he's a CrossFit box owner in the past, but he's also been heavily involved to most recently involved with CrossFit mm -hmm. corporate mm -hmm. and Jim was an Annapolis kid. And so he incorporated a lot of that stuff back through the back channel, back into the military, not just him, but others. But even Dave Castro was right. a SEAL. Right. So, mm -hmm. and it's not because they're SEALs because they have that community of that group. Yeah, they you understand. Know? Right. And so all of a sudden that kind of translates across the board. I also think there's a, you know, now that I say that there's probably a, in the last 20 years, guys, this is getting a little bit off topic, but on topic mm -hmm. is that there's been a real, um, uh, not pride, a real patriotism for our soldiers. Mm -hmm. And CrossFit's done a really good job. And I don't mean exploiting in a bad way. I mean exploiting in a good way. The workouts that honor those men and women, firemen and police officers and policewomen that have sacrificed beyond the call of duty. Yeah. And we have workouts named after them. So it's blended that patriotic, patriotic marketing in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it I sheds a light on people that we might not have ever heard about. Right. And shows kind of what they did, and then you respect them for it, and it kind of gives you that And it, it builds into that soul tribal thing. 
we yeah. talked about before. So yeah. all of a sudden, we all feel we're part of, we may not be Murph, but we're right. respecting Murph. We're part of, when I did that first time I did that Murph workout, I go, you know what? If he can do that, I can get through this somehow. Totally. And I well, just, it goes through my head, a place through my head as my game plan. And, so. that, and that's where perspective is so huge, right? And that's where if we, you know, you try to understand, you're like, if on a random day, we're like, hey, guys, here, here's a, we say to a class, hey, guys, today's workout, you're going to run a mile. You're going to do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and you're going to run a mile again, We all we'd hear is moan and groans, right? right. Like if we're like, oh, this workout has 10, 100 burpees in it, and everyone's like, rah, right? But if we're like, guys, this is for someone that died. This is a support for them. This is something to rally around. This is where we kind of dig deeper and we work through these. Then you get people just like ready to run through walls for this right, thing. Right, right. Right? I can do that. Um, and then so it's just kind of like finding that right area. You, I agree that you, the the it's the way you put it you can't do that kind of stuff every day. You can't live off that adrenaline push or that motivation, but, but it's great. It's a great way to, um, to come together and support because this community can be insanely supportive. Good example. We had, uh, one of our members is a teacher and they needed some, um, some supplies for their, their class. Cause it's kind of like, um, underserved youth essentially is what their, their mm-hmm. kind of, their school is like. And that she had posted on her, her Facebook, just not to our people, just in general, like, hey, guys, we're trying to get some funding for this class to get this, this, this. And she told me the next day, she was like, oh, my God, I was so amazed. I knew you'd love to hear it, that like 90% of the people that just donated and we got right to it were all members. Interesting. That's great. And I was like, that's epic. You know, that's that's where it's the community is deeper than, than people think it is. Um, you know, it's, it's yes. much more than just about workouts. Yeah, right. there's a lot of those. You hear those kind of stories. You know, we've all been involved with those kind of stories in the past. Right. I am still <clears throat> pondering about how, how, pitching you guys a uh, a workout that's non-military for us older people. I'm hoping okay. to go with the Mother Teresa workout. Where yeah. Basically, we sit and we just eat and we I'm talk. Yeah. Say, I'm, yeah, I'm really destitute, guys. So feed me. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> I love the Mother <laughs> Teresa workout. We can do know? that one Saturday, and it's just coffee and donuts and, oh, yeah. and feeding Peter. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we'll give you a feeding tour. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, um, it seems like it's probably a good place to wrap it up. But number nine, again, on the 10 things that we learned in 10 years of CrossFit, people don't sign up for community. It's good talk about the community, how it's developed and all those kind of things. But it arguably is unparalleled in the CrossFit world. I agree. And I think that's really, um, we're talking to the, uh, we're talking the obvious to, to our crowd, but with this, like a lot of these podcasts get brought, brought out and sent to my family and mm-hmm. those people that go, what are you doing this? And so there's 21 people on the list who get this now. Nice. And those, if they listen through it all, they'll say, okay, now I kind of got a better idea of why he suffers like he does. Yeah, I thought he was just brain damaged, <laughs> which is probably That's true. a part of it too, but yes, we can get into that on another topic. That's concussion protocol. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Paul. Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.